The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terror Guard. Once upon a very good adventuring team. Peter is approached by Alabaster and Creamy, debt collectors for Bjorn the Smurgen. Peter has had a small windfall of luck recently, though, and is able to pay off his debtors. They let him know he is now welcome again in the House of Smurgens. The gang rejoins at the Firkintree's farm. They smoke drugs and learn about a new quest. They adventure on to find a rock covered in oozes. Here we are at the top of what could be combat. And I'm just going to tell you guys right off the bat, just so we can save some some airtime here. These things are not going to negotiate with you. They're just gross, oozy things that are being gross and oozy, sucking the life out of this thing that uh, is making, you know, noises like it's suffering. So mm-hmm. there will be no negotiation. There will be no farting. There will be no anything but giving up or whacking them off. What if we some fighting? What if we pet them very nicely and very quickly? Then what would happen? You'll get a surprise. Okay. Um, Jeff. Oh Jesus. Maybe you should go be nice to them and give them a good pet. I don't know. They look like they suck. Been a lot of talk about suck tonight. What do you want to do then? A lot of suck talk, guys. A lot of suck talk. Not a lot of suck suck. Just suck talk. I'm going to go up to the Titus. Oh, I'm going to go into a rage. Uh, what are you so mad about? Uh, Why are you so mad? Just the suckiness, the whole R of suck. <laughs> There's so much suck here. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. We all have full health, right? Everybody should be fully rested at this point. Everything sucks. Uh, this just sucks. I can't take it. All right. So being enraged, I'm going to go up to the Titus one here. And I'm going to grab it by its throat. <laughs> Basically is a giant throat. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and maybe shake it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to oh, him, you. It's very heavy. You're just going to shake weight that thing right on the rock? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so... Um, 
that would be an attempt to to grapple, I suppose. So uh, why don't you why don't you roll me a strength? Uh, we can call that an athletics roll. And uh, and this guy, Titus, by the way, Titus is twenty one. I don't think there's any way Titus is going to try to to strength their way out of that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, with a 19, it's a damn good roll, but that's not enough to make it not get grappled. So you've you've got a good uh, a good handle on it. Um and then I guess since you've got it held, uh what's your strength modifier? Plus 5. We'll just we'll just call this like an unarmed strike. So you're going to do 6 damage to it. You're plus five, plus one. I think that's normally how unarmed strikes are done. So, uh, do I get the plus whatever from my enraged? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that too. Your barbarian rage damage. That's another two, right? Yep. All right. Does it like squeeze out like one of those stress toys? Like it's all like right with its eye popping out pop and it pops back in. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those like weird uh, tube ones, you know, that like every teenage boy is like, I know what I could do with that. You uh, you really gave it to Titus there. Um, oh yeah, and the uh, let's let's discover uh, where's that. Can I attack it again, or does my rage take away that second attack? Um, oh, you get a second attack, right? Yeah, is raging an action? Is that an action though? I think that's a bonus action. Um, and you at the fifth level got the ability to attack, and then if you attack, you get a second attack. So that would not you would not lose that. All right. So uh, while I'm holding this thing up. I'm holding it with one hand, I said. You did. I'll take my hammer and punch it in the face with my hammer. All right. Take that thing. Uh, I'm going to have you make an attack roll with advantage since you are hanging on to this gooey, ooey thing. 11. A particularly shitty roll for me. Wow. Like, I have a plus eight. Like, um, Well, thankfully, this thing's got an armor class of eight. So I don't, I don't know that you can miss then. Sweet. So that's eight damage. Eight damage is done. What does that make it? A total of 16? Mm-hmm. Uh, Titus is bloodied, but not dead. We move down to Yuna. At this point, I think all of these creatures are aware of the attacking and whatnot going on. So Yuna is going to scoot across this rock and is going to make an attack at Jeff. This is... Do they spit? Uh, they pseudopod. Okay. Uh, and it is going to be a 10, which I believe misses your armor class. Does indeed. Okay. Peter, over to you. I'm going to cast Stinking Cloud. Stink up that cloud. Uh, how big are these uh, squares? Five? A square is five feet. So I have a 20... Wait, let me make sure. I'm trying to see if it's a radius or diameter. Diameter. 20 foot radius. So, I think my best bet is maybe I can get uh, Yuna, Titus, and Sid. Yuna, Titus, Sid, Sabin, and Kefka. Come on, you piece of shit. I think you might be able to get all of them. Kane and Rosa if I can, I guess. Excellent. I'm going to delete the fat deer. <laughs> the deer is fucking fat. Yeah, he is. I don't know who caught that fat deer on the trail cam. For some reason, I needed a, for a different D&D game, I needed a picture of a fat deer. So I Googled fat deer, and I was not disappointed. Just shoot near the deer, and it'll have a heart attack. And Y'all got any corn? <laughs> butter. Caramel corn, if I can get it. 
So uh, can you put Stinking Cloud in the chat for me? I would love to do that. So that I can see what effects it has and read it off for the listeners. Listen up. Stinking Cloud, a level three abjuration spell. Here it comes. There's your Stinking Cloud. That's what's uh, smaller than a cloud. I don't know. A bolus. <laughs> stinking bolus. <laughs> so, do you, do you, which do you have with you? A rotten egg or several skunk cabbage leaves? Uh, definitely the skunk cabbage leaves. Perfect. You create a 20 foot radius sphere of yellow, nauseating gas centered on a point within range. The cloud spreads around corners and its area is heavily obscured. The cloud lingers in the air for the duration. Each creature that is completely within the cloud at the start of its turn must make a constitution saving throw against poison. On a failed save, the creature spends its action that turn retching and reeling. Creatures that don't need to breathe or are immune to poison automatically succeed on the saving throw. A moderate wind of at least 10 miles an hour disperses the cloud after four rounds. A strong wind of at least 20 miles per hour disperses it after one round. It's not a windy day, so you got that going for you. And I was just taking a quick look to make sure that these creatures... Yep, they are not immune to poison. So you got that going for you. That's two going for you. Mm-hmm. Good. Lot going, lot going your way today in this adventure. This, the, you're just, it's on an adventure. Cool. Would you like to do anything other than your stinking cloud? Uh, I'm going to give Fjorten Bardic Inspiration. <gasps> Feel so inspired right now. Mm-hmm. I'm inspired. Oh, God. I'm inspired by your inspiration. What do I do by this? What do I do? All right, that's it for me. Well, conveniently, Fjorten is up next. Go ahead and take it away, Fjorten. Just inspired by your inspiration you gave me, I'm going to go ahead and cast Bark Skin on Jeff. So you can have an AC no less than 16 while I'm concentrated. Damn it, I am so concentrated. Fucking right. Anything else on your turn? No. Okay. That's a solid. uh, Yeah, it's solid. Yep. We move down to Arosa. Arosa is going to squee on up to Jeff. Jeff, you're going to get pseudopodded. Take that pseudopod. That is going to be a 20. That hits. Since I just heard your AC, I know that that hits. Uh, you are going to... Are you wearing any armor, by the way? I'm not. Okay. Just a man in his loincloth. Well, because these things have a acidic effect, and if you get hit with it, your armor begins getting corroded. Uh, okay, so I need to roll these dice for the damage. You are going to take a total of eight. Count them eight points of damage for this pseudopod striking you. Some of that's bludgeoning and some of that's acid. I suppose I should tell you specifically. Uh, four of that is bludgeoning and... Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Three of that is bludgeoning, and four of it is acid damage. Uh, So I think you have the bludgeoning, but not the acid? Correct. Uh, So that'll be rounded down to a one. Um, Five, six damage. Moving on down the line to Kane. Kane is going to start their turn in the stinking cloud. Uh, And what do they take for damage on that? Oh, they don't take damage, they just retch. Uh, after making a constitution saving throw against poison. Boop, boop, boop. Kane, you have a const- you have a pretty good constitution, Kane. Uh, with a plus three. That is a 17. What are the- what's their target number? Your save DC- spell save DC? 14. 
Uh, and they're going to go... How far can these things slorp? It's going to slorp to there. So, you know, doesn't really do anything, I guess. We move down to Kefka. Kefka is going to slorp a few feet forward. Oh, wait, sorry. Is going to start with that saving throw. Yep, with a 23. That's a success. We move down to Cloud. As a reminder, listeners at home, all of our monsters are named after a theme. Have you guessed it yet? <laughs> That's an 18. So Kefka is able to move. Or sorry, Cloud is able to move. Cloud is able to move far enough over to surround Jeff. Okay. So Kefka is going to also pseudopod, but they're going to do it with advantage. That is a natural 20. Oh, God. Uh, so we're going to get one, two, three four of these. Oops. Uh, so 14 bludgeoning damage rounded down to 7 and uh, 5 acid damage. So a total of 12 damage for you. Uh, down to Sid. Sid is going to make that constitution saving throw. Uh, with a 7, that's a failure. Sid spends the turn barfing. <laughs> what does that look like? It's really, really gross. It's like that thing we were describing earlier, but it's just like going continuously inside out. <laughs> uh, Titus, with a 19, succeeds and is able to attack our friend Jeff. Uh, that is a 19, which should hit you. Uh, that'll be... God, so glad this bark skin was so helpful. It was a great idea. You don't <laughs> ask myself. Uh, that'll be seven damage for you. Uh, and that's counting the rounding down and everything. And finally, Sabin. Fucking Sabin gets a 22. I'm sorry I'm rolling so well. Thankfully, all Sabin can do is get a little closer. They can't attack. Here we are at the top of round two with a whole bunch of oozes converging on Jeff. And Jeff, it is your turn to decide what to do next. Spinning kick. Do a spinning kick? No. Uh, do the thing like Neo did where you hold onto the pole and you run in circles kicking all of them in the face. You're holding <laughs> on to Titus. <laughs> Just like squeezing <laughs> by his little neck. Spinning on Titus. These things really do look phallic. That's the pseudopod. That's what that is. They're just reaching out and mushroom printing you. <laughs> and it would really stay, too, because it's an acidic mushroom pod. Yeah. I'm fucked here. Things aren't great. Uh, I will say, by the way, that if you did want to move away, um, I'm, I'm only going to explain this to you because I don't think you've ever used it. Or at least not in this context. If you disengage, nothing will get an attack of opportunity, but that will be your whole action. Fuck it. I'm going to punch Tatus in the face with my <laughs> hammer again. <laughs> Do it. And 16. 16 is a successful hit. Oh, 24, I guess. I have advantage because he's grappled, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, for 11. 11 damage to Titus is enough. You splat down on Titus and uh, their gooey goodness goes everywhere. And I'm going to smash Yuna. Cool. Smash away. 23. Very successful hit. Eight. Eight damage to Yuna. 
We move into Yuna's turn. Oh, that's right, it's Yuna's turn. Yuna is going to first see if Yuna can not barf. Yuna barfs with a mere 10. Yuna spends this term retching. Just all over Jeff. Or maybe like barfs on Kane and it starts to bar- barf a Rama. Mm, they all just mm-hmm. die. There should be a chance for a barf a Rama. <laughs> and then I threw the prank puke over the side of the rail. <laughs> <laughs> and I started making this noise. I'm not going to do the noise. Wah. 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 Don't don't do it. I beeped it out last time, and I'll beep it out again. <laughs> it was also really funny. I don't know what it is. I've only used the the bleeping out like two or three times, but it's just it's priceless every time. Anywho, Peter, Peter, it's going to be your turn to decide what to barf on now. Um, I'm going to. I feel like these do these things have like pretty good constitution or something they are fairly well constituted all right so you have observed i am going to stop concentrating on stinking cloud and will instead concentrate on a hypnotic pattern i can't click on that fucking circle so it's just gonna stay there (laughs) Uh, the circle for hypnotic patterns basically bigger so it's a 30 foot oh it's an and it's a cube too oh yeah it's a 30 foot cube and you are not able to do that, like, spell shaping or whatever, right? So you couldn't do it, like, over Jeff and not hurt or hypnotize him. I don't even know what that is, so we're going to say no. Okay. Okie dokie. Hypnotic Pattern is a level three abjuration spell. You've got a 30-foot cube within range you can do. Do you have a glowing stick of incense or a crystal vial filled with phosphorescent material? I think I have a glowing stick of incense. That sounds like something mm-hmm. that I would have. Mm. You create a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air inside of a 30-foot cube within range. The pattern appears for a moment and then vanishes. Each creature in the area who sees the pattern must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. While charmed by this spell, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. The spell ends for an affected creature if it takes any damage, or if someone else uses an action to shake the creature out of its stupor. Uh, And your duration uh, appears to be one minute. So, let's do, uh, and it's just, it happens right now, not at the start of their turn, so let's let's fucking, let's let's fucking do this. Uh, One of these guys has a negative two... And the other do Oh, also a negative two. Perfect. Uh, so the most of them I think you could encapsulate in one turn would be Sid, Sabin, Kefka, Kane, and Yuna. Uh, unless you wanted to include Jeff in the area of effect, you can't get the other two. That's, that's what I want to not do. So that sounds fine. Most excellent. So with a negative two on these rolls, let's start with Sid. And I'm sorry, their target is what again? Your spell save, DC? 14. 14. All right, so that's a failure from Sid, a failure from Sabin, a failure from Kefka, a failure from Kane, and finally Yuna, another failure. Look at that. Uh, so everybody except for Rosa and Cloud are hypnotically hypnotized. So incapacitated, um, are they able to do anything? Can they attack or... Uh, basically, no. Let me, let's see, what kind of an icon do I want to put on these? We're going to use this little guy. 
boop, 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 boop. Uh, all right, so they have all been marked as incapacitated, and then let's just do incapacitated. Incapacitated in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition presented by Wizards of the Coast means an incapacitated creature can't take actions or reactions. It's weird that they don't specify movement. Because you think if you're incapacitated, you wouldn't be able to move. Anyway, they, uh, yeah. They can't take actions or reactions, so that means no attacking at a minimum. There you go. Anything else you'd like to know about Wizards of the Coast 5th Edition Dungeons & Dragons rules? Are you sure? Because Wizards of the Coast Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition rules are pretty fantastic. No, I'm good. Okay. Seriously, every fucking motorcycle in the country is going to drive past today? Well, all right, that wraps up Peter's turn. Let's move on down to Fjorton. I'm going to try to help out my buddy Jeff here by using Thorn Whip on Cloud. And that will be a 2d6 since I'm at a fifth level. 2d. Oh, they were stupid. <laughs> so, is that a is that a ranged attack? That will be a range of thirty feet, and it is instantaneous. It looks like. Give me a give me a ranged attack roll. Mm-hmm. Well, with that and my spell attack bonus, that'll be twenty. Twenty. That's gonna strike cloud. So I will go ahead and pull him ten feet towards me, and for that. 2d6 damage for a 7. For a 7 total damage to Cloud. Mm -hmm. And with my bonus action, I will go ahead and heal Jeff as well. Excellent. How much do you heal Jeff for? An additional 4 to Jeff. Nice. Moist. Excellent. Man, hypnotic pattern. You're just fucking hypnotized, huh? That just never goes away. (laughs) <laughs> you sound a little, <laughs> a little a little disappointed moving over to Rosa's turn Rosa is one of the two of these oozes that is not currently hypnotically patterned Rosa's gonna Rosa's gonna take a little pseudopod at you uh, that is going to be an fuck is the modifier here that's a 17 does a 17 hit you yeah, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't say your name or anything, so. Uh, okay, that's a hit. So that is going to be... Uh, what is that going to be? So the three is half done, so that's one, two, ten damage for you. Yeah, these guys are beating you bloody. Yeah, my armor class is 16 right now, too, and I just can't cut, catch a fucking brick. I've been hitting a lot. Well, thankfully, almost everybody is hypnotically patterned. Going down through the order here, we've got uh, Kane, who is unable to move or act. However, Kefka is also unable to move or act, but Cloud is. I was going to keep that going, but no, it didn't work out. We're going to get a little bit of pseudo-potting action, and they're going to do it against Fjorten, since he's the one that whipped him over there. You're going to get pseudo-potted... You're not going to get pseudopotted. That is a mere seven. So you are lucky enough to get missed. Pseudo dodge. 
Sid and Sabin are both hypno-patterned, and we begin, wouldn't you know it, round three of this combat. We move back to Jeff. Jeff, of all of the creatures in front of you, Rosa is the only one who is not hypnotically patterned. And that's the one that's going to take a beating. Do it. <clears throat> nine. Uh, yeah, you do not have advantage right now, so that nine is going to be a miss. Suck. Is that as low as I can... Yeah, that is as low as I can possibly roll. That is... It always misses if it's a critical miss anyway, so... Fuck right. What? Ten. That is also going to miss. You're two fucking kidding me. Two swings wow. at Rosa, two misses. A one and a two. What a round. What a round. What a world. <laughs> what a world. Anything else on your turn? No. Okay. Uh, Yuna is... Uh, What's the right actual term here? I can't keep saying hypnotically patterned. Is uh, is uh, charmed, incapacitated, hypnotoed. Wow, 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 wow. Peter, over to you. <clears throat> I am going to uh, disengage from Cloud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how far can these things move? From what you've seen so far, ten feet. Ten feet. So I'm gonna move twenty feet, like this way. Cool, cool. However, wait, how far can I move? I can go. I'm going to go, like, somewhere over here. Okay. I feel great about that. I'm really happy for you. All right. And as a bonus action, I'll give Jeff some bardic inspiration. <sighs> so cool. So cool. Oh, riveting. So does that... Can both of us have it at the same time? Yeah, I can I so. blast it out... Uh, Whatever my charisma modifier is right now, it's three. So I can use that three times. That's it for me. Cool. Fjorten, it is over to you. Tell us about your turn. I got Cloud right in front of me. I'm going to try to squish his, squish his little face. Squish his face. That'd be for a 21. A 21 will successfully squish. And four, dun, dun, dun. four slashing damage. Four, I said four slashing damage. Four slashing damage is done to Monsieur Cloud. And I will go back in once again to a healing word on Jeff. Cool. He needs it. And yeah, I'm actually going to do a healing word at a higher level. Uh, let's do a level three even. Whoa. Looks like a total of 12. 12, 12 healing word. 12 healing damage. Cool. We move down to Rosa. I'm assuming you're not moving. No, I'm, nobody's moving. I am not moving. Rosa on Rosa's turn is going to pseudopod. That is going to be a 19. Cannot catch a fucking break on your armor class. Thankfully, you just got healed, though, so you won't die this time. Uh, all right. The six is going to get cut in half to three. Uh, but that will be 14 damage altogether. Holy fuck. What do you got left over there? Eight. And Rosa has not been hit yet. Uh, we move on down to Kane and Kefka, who both can't do anything, but Cloud sure can. Cloud is going to attack Fjorten. Uh, that's going to be a nine, which looks like a miss. Sid and Sabin, nothing, nothing. Round four. Jeff, tell me about your move. See if I can hit Rosa. Ten. Uh, hold on. I have inspiration. Fourteen. That's enough to hit? Yay. Uh, for nine. 
That is nine damage. No, hit her again. Do it again. 21. Very successful. Uh, nine. Another nine damage. It is regrettably not quite enough to kill, but Rosa's pretty fucked up. Anything else on your turn? Negative. Yuna, still incapacitated. Nobody's shaking Yuna awake. Get fans, how is your week? Or has it been mere minutes since the last episode? Are you listening in real time, or are you binging in the far distant future? Am I perhaps even already gone, having shed this mortal coil to travel eternity as a mecha lich? Not that I'm saying that's my dream or anything, just, you know, I mean, it's one, it's, it's one possibility. Like, it doesn't have to be the only thing, you know, maybe there's a different Maybe maybe it's just one thing that could happen. I don't know. Don't even worry. Just don't worry about it. It's fine. Folks, I wish I had something exciting to share with you this week, but so far I've got nothing. It could be because I'm actually editing the episode on time like a grown-up for a change, but I just don't have a dang new thing to share. So what I'll do instead is ask all of y'all to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts slash iTunes if you haven't already, and, you know, maybe you got a little time on your hands. We sure do appreciate the feedback, and it's always nice to get a little boost in downloads after a positive review. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess let's get back into the action. Peter. Peter, what would you like to do on your turn, Peter? I'm going to take a shot at Rosa mm. with my crossbow. Except I don't know where it is. Where is it? It's out of my inventory. No, we don't know oh, if done that kind of damage yet. I, sorry, I didn't see it, but I realized it's called Monday's the Light Crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> I did rename it until we get a better fan suggestion. I don't know if anybody's going to beat Monday's the Light Crossbow, though. <laughs> how do I... I don't even know how to use this thing. Just click on it. Oh, I was clicking in the wrong area. That's why. There All we right. go. All right. That's an, uh, an 11. 11 hits. And that's a 9. That's wow. a niner. You are able to kill Rosa. Rosa splatters into a pile of goo that's slightly less organized than the pile of goo that they were before. Yay, I did a thing. You did a thing. Uh, you successfully did a thing. I'm done. Don't discount the successful part of doing the thing. Oh, wait, um, I have one more inspiration left. I'll give it to Jeff. Cool. Let's see, he's in dire straits right now. Sultan's a fucking swing over here, man. Fjorten. The other day we were driving and I was asked, so do you like this song because the name is Sultans of Swing or in spite of it? And I was like, well, I think I just like the song. I haven't really thought much about the title. Yeah, it's a good song. There he doesn't mind if he doesn't make the scene. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Got a daytime job. 
He's doing all right. Fjorten, are you doing all right? I'm doing all right. Can you right. play the honky-tonk like anything? He can play the honky-tonk like anything. <laughs> but if Fjorten is blowing that sound. Bow, 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 bow. With the Fjortens. Is the Fjortens of adventure. <laughs> it's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's go ahead and poison spray right in this thing's face. Make a constitution DC save of 14. Mm. That's a 22. Do they get half damage or just no damage? I think it's a no. None. Nine damage. Nine. For all our German listeners. I totally forgot it. They were very constitutionists. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the right way to say it, but I did it. Yeah, they're constitutionalists. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing Much the, like squeeze friend. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing the fucking wigs while drinking beer and. Yeah, I don't know if uh, the VGAT fans at home know this, but we actually all wear powdered wigs while uh, recording this podcast. We're all just we're all just very big fans of uh, old timey justice. And we harumph at each other, but we edit those out. You know, you can only hear so many harumphs before it gets old. So mm-hmm. leave the farts in, take the harumphs out. That's what we always say. <laughs> Words to live by. Mm-hmm. I need a shirt that says that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That'll be the first VGAT fucking t-shirt. Leave the farts in, take the harumphs out. All right, Fjorten, is that the capstone of your turn? That would be the capstone. Excellent. Kane is still unable to do anything, but Kefka is unable to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Cloud is able to do a thing. Cloud... Cloud is going to attack Fjorten with a pseudopod. Think so, huh? I know so. I know they're going to miss, too, unless your AC is less than, what is that, 15? It is. Is it? Oh, yeah. hit. Mother Cla- huzzah! <laughs> huzzah! Yeah, that was a very happy huzzah there. I like hitting you guys. Uh, you're going to take a grand total of, uh, what is that, 17 damage. Goodly amount. Goodly. Goodly indeed. That is the end of Cloud's turn, Sid's turn, Sabin's turn. Round five, Jeff. All right, Yuna's incapacitated, so I can, like, get out of this scene without her uh, attack of opportunity, correct? Exactly. All of the remaining combatants except for Cloud are incapacitated. I'll go help my friend Fjartner here. That's a great idea. Cloud, by the way, does have a lot more hit points and is still not even bloodied. Um, nine. Plus... Five is 14. Uh, how does that... You know what? I'm going to let that slide because it is. you did roll a one, but you can add to it, so I won't call that a critical miss. Uh, so that is a hit. Uh, 12 damage. 12 damage is done to Cloud. Splort splat. It's like my fucking third critical miss in this combat. Yeah. Not your night. Jeez. Nine. <laughs> or ten. It doesn't matter. Yeah, actually, it does matter. Uh, I think I maybe misstated that earlier. Ten is enough to hit this particular dude. Oh, oh wow! Uh, it's just if you get a critical miss, you always miss twelve. So I think, yeah, I think I think I fucked that up earlier. Uh, but twelve damage. Uh, Cloud, by the way, was already in the bloodied range, and now is further along in the bloodied range. I uh, wasn't swinging at one of these Cloud or Kafka guys before. Maybe that's why I missed. It was one of the Doldo guys before. <laughs> they have a different AC. Uh, no, they actually have the same, so I probably should have... He's okay. I fucked up. Cool. Anything else on your turn? No. Probably probably die. (laughs) Been nice, guys. (laughs) 
Uh, Yuna is uh, still stunned or incapacitated, rather, but Peter is not. Peter, what would you like to do? I am going to... Who's not stunned? Uh, the only one that is not uh, incapacitated right now is Cloud. I'm going to shuffle, shuffle to the left a few steps, and then I'll take a shot at Cloud. Doing a little line dancing? Did you Alan Man? Uh, what, what does that mean? What is that? It's a square dancing term, isn't it? Alaman, doshi do. Smells, smells like fighting here. Yeah. 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 Why? I dug deep that last one. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Just made me visualize. Anyway. Like your colon scooping out, like <laughs> reaching back. <laughs> Come on. Let's play the oldies. <laughs> <laughs> You want something riper than that? I think I've got something in the back here. Hang on. Go into the cellar. Ah, yes, this right here. (laughs) This bot's been hanging around for too long. This one's turned over. Uh, a two meal ago. Okay. Bring it back, boys. Oh, they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like this one was canned last week. <laughs> <laughs> don't uncork this one unless you're looking to fill a room or empty it. <laughs> Do you remember? Pepperidge Colon remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but with that all said, Peter, let's get back to dungeoning and dragoning. What would you like to do with your turn? I'm Peter. going to shoot a uh, cloud, but I rolled an 11. Uh, sorry, a 10. A 10 is still a hit. You need an AC uh, of 8 beaten to hit these guys. Cool. It's all but impossible to miss them. Well, I got a 11 for damage. Wonderful. An 11 is enough to kill Cloud with their 10 remaining hit points. So you have removed one additional combatant from the field. Here we are in round five. Yuna, Kane, Kefka, Sabin, and Sid remain on the field of combat. Jeff's pretty fucked up. Fjorten's taken a good amount of damage. Peter hasn't taken any. I've just been sniping. You've been sniping. I don't know why I said that like that. That was weird. <laughs> it was. Um, yes, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, is that the end of your turn, by the way? Um, my last turn, I'll just uh, shimmy just a little bit back to the right to get some of those guys in, uh, in my sights for the next turn. Excellent. Uh, Fjorten, get over to you. And I'm going to say, by the way, if you guys are able to figure out a good strategy and successfully work your way down. We don't necessarily need to roll through all of these individual enemies. Well, I was going to ask, what, do we identify what this thing, this organic material is? Is it an animal? Is it anything that it's, these things are sucking off of? It's just a big, like, mound of life energy, rocky something or other. You can't, you can't tell what it is. All right, so it's not anything. Okay. Not anything you're familiar with. All right. Trying to think how we would damage this thing while at the same time, yeah, picking it off one at a time, I would think. Yeah, and you guys don't, you feel like done things that would have damaged this other thing before and you've noticed that it hasn't hurt it. Well, I'm going to take a moment and kind of heal myself up here, do a healing word, as well as the bark skin on myself. 
healing word. Healing word. Uh, if you healing word, or sorry, if you bark skin yourself, Jeff will lose his bark skin. Oh, you think so, huh? I know so. I think so, huh? I appreciate that. Give you the mulligan if you want it. I'll take that mulligan. Okay. I'll take that mulligan indeed, except for that healing word. I'll stake with that and move in front of Yuna. And I'm actually going to stick right here and not do anything to disturb him. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have Kane, Kefka, Sid, and Sabin all right in a row. None of them can do anything because they haven't been disturbed. Round six of combat begins. And round six of combat begins with Jeff. Yuna has been damaged, by the way. I'm going to hit Yuna. Do it. Stuart. 23. 23 is a hit. Look at you. Not not hitting. 11. 11's a good amount of damage. 11. It's not enough to kill, but it's enough to get very close. I'll hit her baby one more time. And a nine. That is, a, that is your fourth critical miss. What's it take to get advantage on hits? Uh, flanking is typically the best and easiest way to guarantee that you'll do that, which means you get uh, basically across from another... Okay, so Jeff would have to be behind Yuna at this case. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Yuna is not destroyed this turn. Yuna does get to go, and I'm going to decide randomly who Yuna's going to attack. If it's a nine or under, it'll be Jeff. That's a 14, so Fjorten, you get the damage this time. You're going to get pseudo-potted. It's for 15. I'm going to be so mad. Ooh, that is a seven, and okay. so you do not get hit. Okay. Oh, I totally just stepped right in front of Peter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Peter has a choice to move if Peter chooses to. Peter, what would you like to choose to do? I'll choose to move, and I will shimmy a little bit to the leftish to try to get a bead on Yuna. That's far enough over to bead Yuna. And I will shoot Yuna with my Mondays. An eight. An eight is a terrible roll, but it's enough to hit. <laughs> Rolls keep getting lower. That's a uh, 11 for damage. 11 piercing damage is enough. Look at you just sneaking around and getting all of the kills before anybody else can get up to them. Good job getting that kill. That's it for me. Cool. Fjorten, we move over to you. Kane, Kafka, Sabin, and Sid remain. Kafka. Very different context. Well, Kafka for you. I haven't been taking away my spells. Just a second. Oh, wait, no. You gotta say this hypnotic daze or whatever. Pretty sweet. Yeah, it's kind of saved our bacon on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, is that French? Yeah. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do entangle on Kane. Okay. Uh, so you're gonna make some grasping weeds and whatnot, but you're gonna do it so that only Kane is grasped. At the moment, that's correct. Um, these guys. Let me scroll back up to the hypnotic pattern real quick. It has to take damage or be shaken. So you can entangle whatever you want without risk of wakey-wakey eggs and bakey. Is it? Is that true? You say so, eh? Yeah. We're doing Rules it then. Rules lawyer. All right, so you're going to try and do all of them? Yeah, we're going to entangle these bad boys. Entangle the beehive out of all of them. 
Um, and they are incapacitated, which uh, I think that means they just, for something like this, they would just fail. So they're all going to be entangled up. Add another icon to their little icon chain. Now it looks like they're wearing a little net hood. Cool, cool. Uh, anything else you want to do on your turn? I'll go behind Kane here. Okay. Um, is that become difficult terrain for you? Not that it matters. You're not moving far enough that it's going to affect it. But with the duration, these plants tend to ground the area into difficult terrain. A creature. It does not say anything about me being that creature. So. You are a creature, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you weren't in the area when it was cast. When it was cast. Yes, I was not in there, so. Uh, for the duration, these plants turn the ground in the area into difficult terrain, though. So you are not restrained, but keep in mind that anytime you move within these squares, uh, it'll be double the movement cost. But okay. it doesn't matter, because you only went five feet. It doesn't affect you at all. All right. Kane, Kefka, Sid, and Sabin are all just still hypnotized. And we move over to Jeff. Flanky, flanky, then spanky, spanky. <laughs> there we go. 23. 23 is for sure a hit. Nine. Nine damage is surely nine damage. 21. 21 is also a hit. 16. 16 is enough to kill. You were able to successfully, this time, smash one dead in one turn. Which is really how it should have been going this whole time. Uh, all right, over to Peter. Well, it's time for me to shooty, shooty. I work with a guy named Shooty. <laughs> hey, Shooty. Does he go, hey? He does not. Shoot I him again. I would McGavin. 100% do that if I was shooting. He's really got a, a swaggery sort of demeanor like that, and he's, like, absurdly strong. Like, he's a big guy. You would expect him to be strong, and then you see him, like lift up some shit with total ease that everybody else would be like unable to move and you're like wow you could just like crush a head couldn't you is that a fart yes was that a fart uh 18 18 for monday is the light crossbow at whom uh kefka Ooh, interesting choice oh that was a stinky fart oh shit oh it's not going away i'm not getting it yet thank goodness Gotta reach on back, get in the oldies, blow it over there. <laughs> so they can have some. Play oh, you had to take it back. Playing the hits over there. <laughs> Golden oldies. Browning oldies. Ten damage is done to Kafka. And that's it. Kafka's got ten damage. What else would you like to do on your turn? Cool. Fjorten. Kafka is now awake and aware. Now that he's awake. Disengaging and moving a little bit five steps back. Give me five steps, give me five steps, mister. Mm-hmm, and that was action and movement. So I am done with that round. Okay. It is now Kafka's turn. Uh, having moved away, Kafka now has only one viable target and they are restrained. So, Jeff, you are going to get pseudopodded. But that's going to be a miss for once. That was only an 11. Yes. You are safe this round. Sid and Sabin are unfazed from their phasing. It is now round eight. And Jeff, it's up to you to begin this round. All right, Kafka. Here we go, buddy. Uh, swing my Warhammer for 11. That's a hit. 
for 15 damage. Ooh, nice hit. They are now bloodied. 24. 24 is also a hit. Or 14. 14. Serious damage was done this round, but Kefka still lives. Shite. Well into the bloody range, though. Uh, Peter. All right, I'm going to maneuver to the left a little bit, and I'm going to shoot Kefka. Peter, you are shooting at Kefka. 24. 24 is a hit. That would be 11 damage. Ooh, 11 damage. You are just sneaking in to snipe every kill this time. Kafka's gone. And at this point, I'm going to say that it is pointless to continue the combat because unless you guys seriously fuck it up, you should be able to kill one each per round. And I mean, unless you want to sit and deal out the individual damage, I think we can spare our listeners a couple of pointless dice rolls. Hooray, we won. Yay! As long as we all agree that I got all the kills. We can't because I got one of the kills. Oh. Ah. Got all but one of the kills. Fair enough. All right, so now we have a... Now you've got a thing, and now I've got a thing. You hear... You hear a voice breathe a great sigh of relief. A sigh of relief that ends the terrible, tortuous moaning and groaning and whatnot. Let's see. Mike the deer and fauna firkin trees and now all of you got to hear this miserable moaning it is now over and instead you hear this whispering this incessant sort of whispering that goes on for a while and then finally it begins sort of coalescing into words and you hear these words there is a magic that has long been gone from the world too long to remember but it is coming back flowing into the veins deep beneath us all I remember, yet I do not remember. I was once, then I was not, and now I am again. I do not remember what I was, except that I was what I am becoming again. I am a tree that has grown around a stone, and now the stone has been removed. And then reeling back from this pile of stuff, a new shape appears, and you see before you this bizarre fucking thing. Ah! Yeah? For anybody that, uh... Wishes they could see this at home. It's a Google Deep Dream image of an owl made up of all kinds of weird fucking animal faces. Looks delicious. Hey, owl dog. Did that suck? The eyes that encompass this being and creature see you, but see mostly through you. And in a great flourish, it opens up gigantic owl-like wings and flaps its way on up out of this clearing. He didn't even answer me. I know. Bye. Bye. Would a weird owl face do this? <laughs> Is there anything left behind in his wake? Nothing but oozes and grossness on the ground. It's like a big, uh, like a, a husk that was around this thing has been sort of burst open and shed. And there's some sort of smoking pieces of that still laying there. Okay. And then that's it. Well, that's the end of that chapter. Mm-hmm. He probably didn't mean anything by what he said. I already forgot. Yeah. Who what said. Anyway. Didn't even leave any drugs. Nope. Didn't even leave you any drugs. How do you know? You you don't know you can't smoke that husk. (laughs) (laughs) That's my that's what I do. Like hey, can you smoke that? (laughs) No matter what it is. Imagine smoking. I'm assuming that's some sort of god. Imagine smoking god husk.
<laughs> I would assume that is a drug. Fine, I'm gonna smoke some of that stuff. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, you probably couldn't smoke it right away because it's all like organic and moist. So I gotta dry you, it. You out. have to like dry it out. Okay. So you you take like a, a satchel full of god husk with you, um, and then you can dry it off and smoke it later. God husk. Promise. <laughs> I promise. You can you can smoke those drugs. Cool. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. So you guys go back and uh, explain this to Mike and you explain it to Fauna. And both of them are like, whoa, that's weird. That's super weird. Wow. I know, right? And they ask you over and over again to describe this magnificent beast thing that you saw emerge from this husk and... You describe it over and over again, and it's like your descriptions are different every time because you remember it slightly differently, but this thing's just mind-bending to think about. And everybody's like, whoa, is it just the drugs we're smoking? No, it's not. That was weird. And there you go. I think it was the god of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, god of drugs. <laughs> I'm praying to you, god of drugs. Peter's about to become a... A, war, a warlock of drug lords. I pray to you, god of drugs. Well, here we are, guys. Uh, and I'm going to say I don't have anything else specific for you guys uh, to do other than the Hodag quest. And, uh, you know, fucking, if you guys are into it, let's just, let's just fucking get into it. Because I think you're going to be pleased. Well, mostly I'm just really curious how this is going to turn out. I have a theme. And I want to see how it works. You guys want to fuck around? You want to do things in town? You want to? What the fuck do you want to? The fuck do you want to do? What do you want to do, guys? Hodag. 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 All right, let's hodag. Do we get any reward from that last quest? Uh, experience points, but don't worry, you're gonna get a lot of loot off of this one if you live. I would ask my mom for some of the hey. for the for the drug tea. I want some drug tea for our journey. Oh, you want some drug tea for your journey? I do. I want some drug. She'll make you some drug tea for the road. Yes. I put it like like a little a little pouchy so I can just carry it with me and dip it in hot water sometimes. What is this, Legend of Zelda? Wait a second. Did I fuck this up? I can see everything. That's yeah, great. You're not supposed to see everything. Wait, let me take a screenshot. Fuck off. <laughs> this is really cool. Oh yeah. Fuck off. Quit looking at it. Oh. <laughs> Quit looking at it. Look at what? Not anything about bats. God damn. I can see everything. I took a survey and everybody said that uh, you should play with the DM, not against them. And uh, Oh, how many people answered the survey? Six. Yes. <laughs> nice. That's more than... Uh, more I think than literally us. nobody said that you should play against the DM. Not one person. I thought one or two people said that. I, don't remember. I only saw it pretty early on. Those people don't know what they're doing, obviously. Yeah. Maybe if they had a podcast, they'd know something. Yeah, start your own podcast, losers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end clip. <laughs> yeah, zero people. 67% of people said, it's me with them. And then 33% of the people said, depends on stuff. Sometimes. I take that as meaning sometimes they're for or sometimes against the DNM. Or sometimes with or against. Anyhow. All right, so first things first, you guys should make sure that you are all healed up and you have all of your stuff back because you would have taken a long rest before taking on this quest. After your long rest, you show up at the City Watch building 
and you are taking down a familiar or yeah, you guys all went down there. You're taking down a familiar uh, pathway down in the basement of the station. You're showing through the big uh, barricaded door down into the tunnels, and you're given some instructions on how to get to this particular area. You enter from the south into this dungeon area. You find yourself in a large, I don't know what that would be, teal perhaps, rectangular room. You are faced by 12 statues of um, two different kinds of monsters, both facing towards the center. Kind of looks like a dragon and a big face. I'm not really sure what they are. I've never actually really been sure what they are. Uh, to the west and east, you see two open doors leading to different rooms. And to the north, you see a room with a big old keyhole. Or sorry, a door with a big old keyhole in the center of it. For anybody following along at home, what they have entered, I'm trying a new thing here, is the original Nintendo Entertainment System's Legend of Zelda, the first dungeon. I'm just fucking straight up pirating that shit and making it into a fucking D&D dungeon. Let's see how this works. It might suck 100%. Might might be stupid. I don't know. I kind of I kind of statted out the monsters on my own. And here we all are. So, what would you guys like to do? I'm gonna go up and try this locked door. You try the locked door, and it's locked. I hit it with my hammer. Hmm. Uh, you bash it with your hammer, and uh, uh, does just doesn't do anything. You you hear a loud ringing as the metallic door resists your damage. All right, all right. Let's split up. Perfect. I like to plan. <laughs> go up to one of these statues. And hit this dragon statue right here. No, well, I'm standing in front of it. Oh. No, 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 I'm a, I'm a, oh yeah, okay, there we are. And hit this dragon statue. You, uh, you hit it. And unfortunately, there is no effect. What's this other statue? It's like a big dude's head kind of thing. He looks horrified. He does look horrified. And the other guy kind of looks like he's laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh, east or west, fellas. Peter, put your hand in its mouth. Put my wiener in its mouth? It bites it off. <laughs> oh no! You do have the plot rod. No wiener for Peter. No Peter for Peter. <laughs> Let's go through this door. Let's go through the west door. Through the west door you go. Uh, uh, wait, look. Let me look at my save screen. Wait, where'd you guys? Did you save this map? Yeah. No. Are you fucking serious? Did you really screenshot it? No. Piece of shit. Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Campaign 2, Episode 42, Spirit Freed, was released on October 4th, 2020.
Join us again next week as we begin the search for the Hodag on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! I feel it in my plums. Oh, right in my plums. I feel it in my plums.